everybody. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. We are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot-ass tea. Please welcome back from vacation, Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? And Funky Dineva. Hello, fellas. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back, y'all. I'm, I kind of miss you too. You know, I can't, I can't bring myself to say that, but my life has been a little off kilter this last week. I know, I know. Claudia's shade. I mean, who knew I couldn't live without it? Mm. You said what? Hilarious. Your shade. Who knew I couldn't live without it? <laughs> oh, man. Well, it, you know what? It was, um, people thought, you know, they had all their conspiracy theories because y'all didn't really know. But y'all remember we got an email back about our vacation a while ago. I guess y'all didn't. I honestly, point. it did not register with me until we came to work Thursday. And somebody and said, somebody <laughs> said, you guys are off. Let's get through this so we can enjoy our vacation. Yep. That's when it, it, it hit me. So honestly, I didn't know. I've been trying to tell folks, but uh, so we usually take our vacation around the 4th of July. That's usually what Fox Soul does. And the entire network goes off the air. Well, mm. this year, because y'all asked for it, y'all got five days a week. We couldn't write, just start five days a week and then a week or two later, go on vacation. So we had to build up our momentum and build up our chemistry because that was a whole different workload. Mm -hmm. So I want y'all to know you're hearing it from us. There's no conspiracy theories to be had. Everything, it seems like they are so quick to believe the conspiracy theories, don't they? Uh, uh, yeah. You want to know so funny though? I, um, you know, working for the man is just not my thing. And I was like, Doggy, we only get two weeks worth of vacation. Fox old people, that's not enough. Um, I'm more like a four, five, six week kind of girl or whatever. So we can get some old that next contract renewal, guys. We need to band together and get some more vacation weeks. Or <laughs> you know, I'm with it because I was like, wait, we ain't got no sick days. We only get vacations. Like, is it? They were like, no, Claudia, and right. I was like. Soulmates, this is the type of job you can't call in on this job. You just got to no. post two hours before it's time to go on air. You can't make it. Today. Right. This is not a call in sick <laughs> job right here. And, and the way we have it is such a sweet deal where we can literally be anywhere. So it's not really like you you can be in your bedroom really and do the show. So. Right. Well, would y'all enjoy yourselves? How was y'all vacation? Funky, I know you was all low to play. Yeah, I was out at um, Maya Riviera, right out, about an hour and 15 minutes outside of Cancun. I was at the Caribbean Fest. I want to give a special shout out to Charlotte Young. She's a black woman. She's from out of Houston. She was the organizer of this event. We had over 4,000 aunties and uncles out there. Uh, first night, I saw Kim and Fantasia. The second night, I didn't go. It was like a blues night. The third night was MJG, 8-Ball, T.I., Dougie Fresh. I had ate like two edibles that day, so I didn't make it that day either. <laughs> and then Sunday was uh, Drew Hill and Charlie Wilson, and I went on the catamaran ride, as y'all can see with my big, rich auntie hat on. But check this out, y'all. I ain't gonna lie, I was throwing so much shade. I was like, oh, we ain't gotta get to the concert early. I'm not really checking for Drew Hill. I just wanna see Charlie Wilson. What? They Baby, when I tell you, Miss Claudia, yes, them boys put on, and for those of y'all who don't know, they merged with the group player. Cheers to you for giving me that group. They merged with them, so it's like six, five or six singing ass brothers on the stage. And Loki, I forgot Drew Hill had some hits. 
And talking about did Cisco do his flip? Because I saw they were in Dallas as well. Not the same, not Charlie Wilson, but uh, SWV, Joe Z, and Drew Hill. And I got to say, y'all, to me, the best performance of the night, most energy was Drew Hill. And and uh, Cisco still does the flip. Did you do the flip? He didn't do the flip. He didn't do the flip. Because uh, his stage that he had probably wasn't big enough, but he definitely brought the energy. That's uh, right. That's... Okay. And Al, you was on a little tour. You was on a few different cities. Yeah, well, you know, I started teaching at Bowie State University. Um, my goodness, when I tell you the energy on these young college campuses these days after COVID, it's just incredible. I am teaching seniors and juniors, so they're extra itching for all the information that I'm teaching. I already taught, I've already committed both you, Claudia, and Q. I told Q last night, <laughs> he was like, duh. So mm -hmm. you guys have to come talk to my class. Um, and hey, the, the Bowie State State family, university family has been nothing but, um, you know, open arms with me. I can't, I can't complain. Very nice. Well, the first few days of vacation, I didn't do it. I just laid in my bed and just decompress from all the stuff we had going on. I just was like, <sighs> and then I went to Baltimore. I saw a concert out there. Um, I saw a G and uh, uh, Johnny Gill, Keith Sweat, and that was really oh, nice. nice. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm about to go check on my investment. So I had to go get my drought from him. And he was messing around and go, I'm your boss now. <laughs> well, <I was> like, <laughs> man, we still got that show going. We, our tickets finally went on sale. So um, October 28th in Shreveport, Louisiana, it, the link is in my bio. So please support and come out and uh, come come see a good R&B show. All right, y'all. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I, I really am. The people really miss us. And being, I know we've all been traveling. I'm sure you've all heard the same thing. People like, I need y'all. I need my kids. So I'm, I'm Let's glad. Get to Let's get them what they're asking they for. I got a little bit of liquor. I'm on this Ciroc brandy tonight. Oh, I'm, so. doing, I'm doing red wine tonight. Because someone in that crowd was caught in my face, and I think they gave me a code. All right, y'all, let's get into it. Congratulations are in order for Krishan Rock, who gave birth to her son, Krishan Malone, live on Instagram over the weekend. And surprisingly, Blueface was not invited to the birth. Krishan tweeted, I simply ain't invite him. I went to my city to have my child. None of you weird-ass people ain't finna be around my son. I'm all he got. I'm going to do everything I can to protect him from hate and jealousy or anything. Alice, going to start with you. What are your thoughts on Krishan officially stepping into motherhood? And two-part question, how do you feel about Blueface not being present? He was in Miami turning up with his other baby mama. What do you think? Right, right. Well, let me tell you something. The birth of a child, bringing a new human being on Earth is just an incredible experience. So congratulations. I hope that the child is happy and, and healthy. I don't think she shared a lot of that. But I'm going to tell you what had me going. It was that $250,000 worth of diamonds around her neck, a full beak face and those eyelashes while having that child had me going. And that lets you know that Krishan is no joke. Uh, Krishan, Krishan, however you say her name, she's no joke. This woman has learned the business and she's taken advantage of it. She had over 300,000 people on her live following her. She found a hospital that allowed her to use the filming in there. Cause you know, not all hospitals because of HIPAA laws will allow you to film in maternity wards. She had a full set of lashes. Like I said, she had diamonds galore and she's taking this to the next level. I sat with her in church a couple of weeks ago and there's a new, young lady that's going to be coming forth soon. And I can't wait to take on that journey with her as she starts this new journey in her life, this new chapter in her life. 
You with her mom or with Krishan? With Blueface's mom or Krishan? I was with, no, I was with Krishan in church here at the one church in Hollywood a couple of weeks ago. Her and I think it may have been her sister and her kid were all seated together um, at the at the church. I mean, in the in the audience. Very good, very good. Q, what do you think about this? I'm not excited that she had a baby. I think that she and Blueface need a damn baby like they need a hole in their head. I honestly question every ounce of her judgment, every ounce of his judgment. I am scared for this child. I am scared that this child will turn out to be products of his parents wishful thinking babies do sometimes change people and change them for the better um i hope that this baby changes her for the better but i also live in the real world and understand that this baby probably was not born with some type of supernatural power to work a miracle krishan and blueface are very far gone and i just don't know that this is just the right thing but the baby's here now, so all I can do is pray and wish for the best, but this doesn't excite me. Honestly, my spirit is telling me we're just about to get another pathology of toxicity. Mm. I hear you because when I first heard that she was having the baby and the way he was behaving, I was like, but why? you?" But, I, but then I also got, she had several abortions, right? And um, she's been vocal about it. So probably at some point she's like feeling, I hope she didn't think this was a way to keep him because he seems like he gonna just do whatever. Um, I, I do hope that it does change her. I hope it's a miracle baby. I do know that's a, a, that's a, that's a large, a tall order. Um, I do see some changes in her a little bit, but she also was getting fights, but I do hope this baby does change her for the best. Yeah, she did go back on Twitter, though. That that concerned me a little bit, Claudia. She did go back on Twitter and said that he's going to be back with her soon. So that kind of concerned me because I was really hoping that this would be the springboard of a change for her. And there's still hope that this could be. Now, now Blueface said that she went to Baltimore without telling him and that she also, you know, worked some type of magic to induce the labor to happen four weeks earlier than her due date. So I don't know if that was intentional because she didn't want his toxicity or his toxic energy in that space when she was going through this or was it? Oh, I thought she had. They had to induce her, induce it early because she had some some complications. That's what I thought. But she was pregnant for three hundred and seventy nine days. I mean, this girl looked like she had the longest gut pregnancy um, than any of Jack Hanna and zoo animals. You know, you know why? I think she told us the minute she missed her period. I think she told us, and most people usually wait like three months. What, to get out what of zoo animals? Cue. Jack Hanna zoo animals. <laughs> and speaking of zoo animals, it, Claudia, go on to this next story. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't calling by no zoo animal. It ain't me. No, right. I'm sitting here thinking, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, Erica Meta has been removed from Love and Hip Hop, the franchise, after she called fellow cast member Spice a blue monkey during a recent episode. Love and Hip Hop released the following statement The Love and Hip Hop franchise has never shied away from hard conversations in our community. Working hand in hand with our partners, viewers will see the impact of Erica Meta's remarks play out in the final three episodes of the season. Effective immediately, she will no longer appear in the next season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. 
Now, Erica made the racial slur at the spice alleged that her restrained son doesn't like her. Q, I know you used to do a lot of commentary on the show. What are your thoughts on Erica getting the boot? Um, I'm going to be very honest with you. That statement read very hollow to me right now. I understand a lot of people are hurt and I understand when people are in their emotional bag, they want to see people punished. Right. And so I guess this performative act of coming out and saying she will not be on the next season of love and hip hop Atlanta, hopefully is that patch that people need to feel like their voices was heard. But I, I want you guys to pay very close attention to the language. She will not appear on the next season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. What does that necessarily mean? Because there are a lot of shows and there's a lot of offshoots of that show. There's still Love and Hip Hop Miami, which Erica has ties to Miami. She started on Keeping Up with the Kardashians down here in Miami. There's Love and Hip Hop Family Reunion. There's Love and Hip Hop Couples Retreat. There's also the little one-off talking head shows that they do. Here's the thing. Erica Mena is a cash cow for VH1, all right? And if you guys think one time that they're about to put her out to pasture and forego the millions of dollars that they make based off of her antics and flipping tables and screwing safari and, and, and all this type of stuff, think again. Sure, she may sit out loving Hip Hop Atlanta for, for a season, but you trust and believe she's not going to skip a bag from this. Now, I'm not defending her. Her statement was racist and it was wrong and all those other things, but... I just don't want y'all to have a wool pulled over your eyes thinking that she got this supreme punishment because that's yet to be determined. Angel Shepard said Erica wasn't any more wrong than Spice was, period. And Miss Kellyanne said, this is all cap. They literally edited and aired this bull. And people think it's the backlash, not the actual action. Al, what do you think? Uh, I have to disagree. Let me tell you what this is. <clears throat> all right. It's anti-black slur. She's been warned before. This is not her first time calling a black female a monkey. It's not her first time calling black men monkeys. You cannot use the word monkey on television. It's It was condemned by the NAACP for using that term. Not only did they lean heavily on networks to make sure people aren't calling black people monkeys, they made sure they leaned heavily on educational institutions as well as Dr. Seuss, even in in comics, they they in political arena. So the word monkey is simply a racial slur against black people. And it's dated more than 100 years. You can't use it. You can't use it on TV. You've been warned. You decided to use it again. You continuously disrespecting us as black people because you are a non-black female. That's to be very clear. So to me, she got what was deserved. It's almost like being anti-Semitic. We would expect the exact same treatment if she were to, if she misused the Jewish term or any anti-Semitic comment. We've got to understand as black people that this just isn't an argument. This just isn't a platform. This is people that we admire and look up to using words that are simply anti-black and we cannot afford to have it on our big platforms like love and hip-hop. I commend Mona for stepping in this space and keeping that voice of the NAACP, and I commend all the other people that are following saying that this simply is not right. I'm actually shocked that action was taken so fast with all the other stuff that's been happening. I mean, oh, now we're finally offended. Um, people getting their ass kicked, all kinds of stuff happening on, on a lot of these shows. And um, usually when it comes to Black women, that, that doesn't really happen. So I was actually surprised that it happened so quickly. But I will say this. I'm actually going to do a, a show, a podcast on this topic about um, black adjacent, being black adjacent, right? When you're Latino and certain aspects of that community, some parts of the community are a lot more comfortable than others with
And I think there's a bigger conversation that needs to be had. I think some folks get a lot comfortable, really, really comfortable, especially when they start having kids with, with said black folks. Right. And they get very comfortable and think, well, I'm one of y'all. And there's a difference in the Latino community. There's white Latinos, there's black Latinos, but either way on TV saying monkey is not cool, but like there needs to be a conversation. And then they'd be so quick to be like, I'm not black. Good point, Claudia, but that's the deal here. You cannot co-op black culture while exercising hate speech towards black women. I don't care how many black men you sleep with. I don't care how many black babies you have. You simply can't do it. That's like allowing Thomas Jefferson because he slept with black women. He was a slave owner. He still mistreated black people. It doesn't make it okay. You can have black kids. You can sleep with black people, but it doesn't make it okay for you to co-op and then exercise hell, hate speech towards black women. Not on my watch. I get it. I had to tell a Puerto Rican friend one time, you cannot say the N-word around me. Don't even try it. Don't even think about it because she was real comfortable. All right, y'all. Uh, Kevin Sullivan said Erica is not Afro-Latina. Stop it. We're not saying she is. All right, y'all. Coming up next in the state of Florida is in the hot seat and later find out what led to the brutal attack of a black woman. Stay tuned. Welcome back to TGIF. I just want to let y'all know, fellas, we are back with a bang. Already 5,800 people in the chat, and it is early, so we only on the... Yeah, we only... Oh, <laughs> All right, y'all. I know y'all missed this. Whether good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with crazy news stories out of the state of Florida, and that's why we are giving you the 411 in What the Florida. <sighs> we never run out of stories with Florida. Over the weekend, a group of white supremacists and other hate groups were spotted raising the Nazi salute and yelling, Hail Hitler and white power during a public demonstrated march of the red shirts. Funky, what's your excuse for this? <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. I'm so proud to speak in defense of this story because I know for a fact these people ain't from Florida. They migrated here, okay? They, 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 they did, they did, they did. Mm-hmm. They came here to start stuff with us because of DeSantis's play on Disney World. They want to stand outside of Disney. And I'm going to say this, and I don't know how it's going to be received. But pleasure is not the right word. I found a little bit of insert whatever the pro- appropriate word was that it wasn't just Black people getting all the damn smoke. All right? Like, they were really coming hard for the Jewish people. That don't make it no better. But it did feel good in this racial climate to not be this go around by these fools. All right. Al, any comments on this? Oh, man. Uh, do I? This is crazy. Where? Where's the outrage? Where's the outrage that they are here talking anti-Semitic? They're out here talking white supremacy. They are here talking against the LGBTQ plus community. Where's the outrage, everybody? A couple of weeks ago, we were going to cancel Jamie Foxx for some saying that we all knew what the hell he was talking about. We were going to cancel Whoopi Goldberg when she mentioned anything anti-Semitic. But you're going to let a whole group of 25 plus dressed in red, tattooed, white supremacist, anti-Semitic individuals talk all this crap in front of a Disney property and there's no outrage. You know why I miss something? We can't we can't latch on to them. They're nondescript. See, at least like the Jamie Foxes, that's something we can hold on to. We don't who who are we grabbing? 
And then they all pull white trash. So it's kind of like life already. <laughs> YouTuber DK said, why does no one attack them? And then Talo <laughs> said, leave right. Florida, Funky. I, I think they used to be more intimidating, right? Like remember when it was like, the Jews will not uh, replace us. And it was almost scary, but then wait, we're like, y'all got Tiki torches from Home Depot. And it's like, they don't have the same effect they used to. I think they become more of a joke, which is sad though, because they can get called a joke and get away. One of our sports stars said something in a tweet that's mis, you know, misunderstood. And it's like, they get canceled, lose millions of dollars. But um, I think we don't take them seriously like we used to. And I think they're all clowns. And you see all these proud boys getting 22 years, 19 years, 16. Keep on doing Look, Claudia, to your point, when you look at these people, Al, they don't even look like they got no jobs to get fired from. So it's just, you know, <laughs> it, it, like, actually, I kind of do like that we have moved to a place emotionally where we like, child, we're going to Disney where to get us a turkey leg, and we just keep driving past them. It means we've reduced them to, to gnats. Like, go, shoe fly don't bother me. Remember that movie, Higher Learning? Mm -hmm. uh, Remy was mm -hmm. his name, right? It's like they he played that role so well. Um, Michael Rappaport, outsider, no one loved them, weird, awkward, goofy. They feel like that's their that's their for, for that's their fraternity, I guess. They their sense of belonging. Because outside of that, what do they have? Snaggle teeth and chlamydia. <laughs> All right, a Florida school district released an apology on behalf of an elementary school that signals out their black students for low-performing test scores during a school assembly. Now, the presentation was led by two Black teachers at Bunnell Elementary School, who pointed out that Black students had underperformed on standardized tests for the past three years. Al, as our resident educator at Bowie State University, what are your thoughts on this craziness? Um, this this caused grave concern for me. I need to know a couple of questions. I have a couple of questions. One, was the principal black or was he a young administrator? We know that the principal has been put on administrative leave, but I think that that principal should be fired because how do you pull out the fourth and fifth graders of the entire school, all the black students, only to come to an assembly. You can't tell me, number one, that all those black students have failed their testing. And that is what one parent said. She said, why was my child even there? My child is in the top percentile of the classes and taking the test. So why is my child in a room with all these other black underperforming students? And that I think is where the administrator made the issue or the problem. You could have issued letters. You could have done a Zoom meeting for the underperforming students. You could have done so many other things as an administrator, as a principal to address the low scores of the black students. Look, low scores are nothing new for us. We test different. How we study is different. How we perform on standardized tests are different. So we need different strategies to help us achieve the mark. Now, so for me, that's where the issue lies. Why did you bring only the black students in all of them? Now, it would have been different if you had sent out a letter and say, all you underperformers, we're going to meet to discuss strategies to do better. All, everybody, black, white, whoever underperformed, and you had a meeting. That, I think, is okay. But to only single out the African-American students, whether they passed or failed, to come to an assembly, and then 
You know what they did? They had a black teacher present, oh, you have failing scores. Oh, you have to do better. Oh, these are gonna be your career choices if you don't. I didn't like how that sound. It sound targeted, it sounded racial, and it sounded partial, and it's not fair. And if I was anybody like you, who has a little nephew in the school system, I would want a better. And the principal was in fact a white female named Donnell Evanson and um, you gotta be kidding me if you want us to think that every white student had great grades and all the black ones, so you just throw in the good black students with the bad black students, the poor performing black students, I should right. say, bad. <laughs> and all the white ones were good. So there was no white kids that did poorly, none. Oh, that was lazy. I don't know, it's a white woman that did this. Shame on you. Q, what do you think? But you know what, here is how and why I believe to a degree prejudice and racism there is a mental a mental illness component to it because it's got these people out here just doing things that are unreasonable and that are clearly going to get you fired you know what i'm saying like I, and and i just refuse to believe a person who exercises logic and reason and who's got a master's degree of education or higher is just that blatantly dumb it's like the, the the prejudice and the racism must cloud the mind. How did you think this was a good idea? But I'm gonna tell you who else I'm mad with. And I know we speak on this show about everybody not having the flexibility to just quit their job, so on and so forth. You can't tell me that those two teachers that taught this felt that it was right and they saw. I wish that they would have stood up or said, I'm not doing this. Right. Right, and, and if they don't want to lose a job, like maybe present like, hey, why don't we be a little bit more sensitive? If the kid's performing poorly, they're probably going to be a little insecure. Let's take them to the side. Why would you bring them to an assembly, put them on blast, make them feel embarrassed? Like, right, they, it wasn't uh, private, right? Everyone, they were yeah. paraded out there for everyone to see this. When they went to lunch, it was like, you was in the dumb assembly. Did you, <laughs> was you in the dumb? Oh, right. little Tommy was at the dumb assembly. I mean, because listen, that's what it translates to. What does it look like for you to pull all your black students out of their classrooms, leaving the white students in the classroom? What does that, what type of environment does that create for that child to learn for the rest of the school year? That it they are inferior at every turn against their white or Hispanic colleagues. It perpetuates white supremacy. And, and it probably doesn't create an atmosphere, the atmosphere is probably already there. That's why she was able to do it. Right. So all the little things that they these kids are catching on the news or on social media about how black people are inferior, you just reinforce. Oh, no, I think she got some blackness in her family. All right, a Miami woman. Huh? <laughs> what? Miami. Oh yeah. <laughs> A Miami, a Miami woman is facing several charges after she was caught stealing an ambulance while wearing a hospital gown. The woman has been charged with giving false information to police, driving with a suspended license, and resisting without mm -hmm. violence. Funky, what's your take on this criminal? Not Florida. Innocent. That lady didn't have no more sick days left and she was late for work and they wouldn't discharge her, okay? Y'all know what this cost of living is down here in Miami. We have overcome New York as the most expensive place to live. That lady needed to get to work. That is a dedicated employee, okay? Look look at her. She put her life on the line, her freedom on the line. 
to get to where she was going. It's sickness and in health. That's a good ass employee. I think we hiring over here at Fox Soul. Tell us in a resume to Joyce. We got we got something for her. Oh god. So would you like her to come fill in for me, Q? Uh, right. Um <laughs> I don't know. I would think we could start her in the back. <laughs> Use her in the back. And we could start bike. her in the back. Hey, that was an awkward pause. Right. <laughs> All right, y'all, look, coming up next, find out what led to the brutal attack of a black woman and later Kanye West, oh my God, and his wife are now banned from a local boat company in Venice, Italy for life. Keep it locked. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Wild Grain is the first ever baked from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. The team at Wild Grain just sent us a new box with so much delicious stuff inside, and we can't wait to tell you all about it. Fellas, what was in your Wild Grain box? Mm, Al, let's go with you first. I haven't got mine. I, you know, I'm very upset about that. I am really, really upset. So hopefully it's on its way because you guys know I love Wild Grain. And guess what, guys? I was talking to my doctor about it. And you know that naturally fermented sourdough bread is healthier than both regular white bread and whole wheat bread. So they told me to keep my Wild Grain subscription going. Okay, Q, did you get yours? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't get mine. But I can say I still have some peach pockets and some apple pockets left in my refrigerator that I looked at today, and they were not freezer burnt. And I'm telling y'all, these products and pastries are are really, really good. I listen. I've harped for months upon months about the croissants and the sourdough bread. At this point, if y'all have not ordered wild grain, y'all just trying to be stuck in the stone age or whatever, because the product really is good. Y'all get you some wild grain, especially for those of y'all who love carbs and ain't really worrying about unbigging your bike. Like you enjoy being a part of the wild bike club. Go ahead and get you some wild grain. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Cause like years ago we wouldn't be like, ugh, to things coming like this, uh, being shipped to you. But it's so convenient when, it, when you do get it, it's like the presentations, everything. I, I know Al, you always talk about the peach pockets being your favorite. Is that still your favorite thing? Peach pockets, apple pockets, and they now have chocolate pockets. So all of the pastries, like Q said, all of the pastries are really good. It's like the old McDonald's apple pie. You remember how crispy and delicious and warm? It's That's exactly kind of how it's made. Babe, babe, I love it. Okay, and you can now fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box of all bread or all pasta or all pastries, you can have it. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash tea to start your subscription, you heard me, free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash tea, that's wildgrain.com slash tea, or you can use promo code tea at checkout and let us know in the comments on the Foxhole page what you think about it when you get your package. Promotional considerations furnished by Wild Grain. All right, let's get back to the show. Uh-oh, Texas. A Texas woman <laughs> revealed that she was hit in the face with a brick after she refused to give her number to a random man. Check this out. Literally, a man asked me for my number. I said no, and he, he picked 
picked up a brick in front of so many men and was like, what are you going to do? And I told all these men, like, yo, why is this man got a brick on my face? What are your thoughts on this horrific story? And more importantly, what does it say about the lack of protection when it comes to black women? Alex, go to you first. I, I was I was disappointed on so many levels about this, Claudia, and I know you have a lot to say about this. I've read your post, but no black man, let me repeat myself, no black man should think it's okay to pick up a brick and hit a black woman. No black man, I don't care. And in addition to that, no black man should be witnessing another black man pick up a brick to hit a black woman. And let me tell you one other thing that I didn't like about this is because I've been following this is I read the comments and I promise you, I cannot understand why other black women justified the violence that this black woman went through because of looking at her old posts because maybe she was a lesbian and she talks about being an independent woman and that she may have said to do with a black man picking up a brick and hitting a black woman against the head. It's absolutely disgusting on all levels. It's disgusting that a black man felt it was okay to do it. It's disgusting that black men felt it was okay to watch it. And it's disgusting for black women to step into their comments and say that she deserved it. I am disappointed across the board on this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Funky, what do you think? I'm not shocked. Um, growing up in Miami, it, it is a thing that moms do with their daughters here when they come of age about how to turn guys down if they try to holler. And the reverberating theme is always be polite, always be nice, try not to upset them, right? And listen, you know, in a perfect world, women should not have to do that. Men's ego should not be so fragile that they can't handle rejection, so on and so forth. I agree with you. You're preaching to the choir. Unfortunately, we do live in an imperfect world. And until the male species gets there and we get ourselves together, you know, women, I implore y'all, these men out here, try to be nice to them just so you can make it to your car or to your house. I know it sounds misogynistic as hell and I'm not taking the responsibility off the men. I'm saying that the men And so I just encourage you to try your hardest to be nice when they approach you and give you your unwanted advances. I, I totally get what you're saying. I know you're being very sensitive to this and you are. What, you, what you're saying, I, I agree with you. I think the problem is this, right? All too many times when it's stuff like this, it's the women that have to make the changes in their behavior, right? Like, well, you know how these men are, so women. It's not enough fathers telling their son. You know, and then I saw men, uh, TikTok did their thing, right? They found a witness that was there and he was so arrogant. He was like, I'll do it again. Yeah, I watch it. She does videos on on you on um, Instagram where she's going around slapping white men and all this kind of stuff. So she's a troublemaker. And he goes, do I condone the violence? No, but here's the thing when it comes to black women, unfortunately, it seems like you have to be the perfect victim to be cared about, protected for them to be sympathy, right? You gotta be attractive. You gotta have the right look. You can't have any body work done. You could have, you have to have low bodies. You can't be a baby mama. You gotta speak in a certain way because if not, they're gonna use it against you. Well, she's ratchet. Well, she's a hood rat. Well, she's a ghetto bitch. Well, she's a hoe. You don't know that when you hitting her in the face with that brick. 
And what, at what point does it warrant the only way I can justify someone? And this ain't even just a black or white thing, hitting another human in the face with a brick, which to me is attempted murder. Is if you see them in the act of killing or harming someone else really badly. Mm. And that's it. And that is it y'all. Whatever the other stupid reason y'all have. And fathers, even if you're not with these people's the moms anymore, you have got to start sitting your sons down and drill it through their head. Even if you was abusing that mama. And the women in the because protect, protect black women. I got to speak to y'all right now. Ain't just for the men. Cause I was talking to my girls about this today. You know, we don't get a pass and say, we don't get a pass to just sit there. It includes you. Cause some of the, I don't mean to make this about me, but I just have to personalize a little bit has been from us. We are evil to each other. Actually black people are evil to each other. Let me just go ahead and say that. Cause our brothers are have a problem and we might need to have we need to have some in-house conversations but we have got to stop devaluing each other like this like we just like we can't cherry pick when and we gotta be cool and protect that you see that face your story about when i first became conscious of how dangerous male to female interactions could be for black women. I had to be about 14 to 15 years old. I was in the flea market and this dude tried to holler at this girl. Now the girl did try to, she was like, I don't want to holler. I don't want to holler. And he walked over to her and said, bitch, what? And spit on her. And it was just running down her face. And it's funny because much like this situation, no one did anything. Mm -hmm. I was I was an early teen, so I damn sure wasn't gonna fight this pineapple stand or whatever gave us some napkins. But it, it, it's I remember in that moment, no one did anything either. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got to unpack that too. Why you know we're bystanders? I think we moved to a it's not my business. Mm -hmm. I I'm staying out of that type of culture, and maybe we kind of need to get back to being in people's business. I agree. And, 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 you know, and you said something about be nice and I agree, you, you should probably, you don't know what mental illness that person is dealing with. And you could have a, a, a literally a serial killer right in front of you, right? Trying to holler at you. You don't know this, but even when you're nice, I, I'm not going to run through my whole story uh, again. It's in my Instagram page. One of my first concussions and part of the reason why I stutter and stammer on this show a lot was from that concussion from a man that I politely turned down who punched me. I had a standing knockout. And, um, and I was nice. So it's really not about how the one it's, it's really it's both. Okay. Fathers start talking to your sons and men, even if it's not your son, you see a, a guy out here do, doing bad. You've got to say something. Mm. All right, y'all. Great conversation. I, I love these kind of conversations. Keep it locked because coming up next, find out why. Oh, someone needs to talk to this man. Kanye West and his wife are permanently banned from a boating company. And later, Melissa Ford is coming to the defense of Doja Cat's demonic antics. Okay, stick around.
Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Kanye West and his wife, Bianca Sensori, have been banned for life from a company, a local boat company in Venice, after he was spotted receiving fellatio from his wife. Pants was half down, booty crack out. What are your thoughts on the story? And what's the craziest place you've indulged in sexual activity, Al? Why you always go to me first when it? Because you the sex, like you get the sex party. <laughs> first of all, I am a a good, upstanding, wholesome citizen who's a professor now. I can't be talking about my sex life on, <clears throat> on TV. Anyway, yeah, okay, okay, so one of the craziest places I've ever done it was probably in the dressing room at like um, department store. What store was it? Was it Woolworth or was it? <laughs> no, it was either Banana Republic or Structures. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Oh, Structures. That's like 20 years ago. So it was either one of those. But um, as it relates to this, I, everything about this was just gross to me. I thought it was inappropriate. I think Kanye is trying too hard. Both of them got these weird shapes. I did not like seeing his crack. They should be put in jail for how they, all that looked. I just, I thought it was desperado at its finest. I agree with you, Al. Q, what you think about this? I'm not sorry. Okay, that's number one. Number oh, two, can you imagine how it smells? Because you know, she I was just gonna go there. Number two, <laughs> Kanye West definitely gives me if you walk in his bedroom after he get undressed and you see his pants that he stepped out of, that his boo boo stains in his boxes. <laughs> he definitely gives me that. And to get on my knees and to blow a man with thighs and hips. Like a woman? Hell no. It's nasty. It's desperate. Where did he get this sick bitch from? Did he get her ass from the halfway house? Because they both crazy as all hell. Um, he's losing his mind. First of all, if we gonna hunch on a damn boat, bitch, it's gonna be a boat, bitch. Okay? <laughs> and not a damn dinghy. Or Mars. If we gonna hunch on a boat, it's gonna be a boat. Okay, all of this is just wrong. And face it, y'all, he did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. Celebrities 100% can keep their private lives private. For reference, see Janet Jackson, see Oprah, see Beyonce, see Brad Pitt, and the list goes on. When they get caught, by the paparazzi, it's because they want to be caught by the paparazzi. I agree. Listen, there's no secret that celebrities know exactly where to go when they want to get photographed, when they want to date someone back in the day. If you wanted to announce without announcing you're dating someone, you would go to the Ivy on Robertson Drive in Beverly Hills. If you want people to see you in the later 2020s or the late the teens, you go to um, uh, Catch. Uh, catch. Um, wow. There's also uh, that Italian Romaldi, Romaldi's. It's, it's it's on a uh, PCH. Uh, Rihanna goes there a lot. Giorgio Baldini's. I'm sorry. That's where you go. They, like everyone knows where to go, where the paparazzi is gonna be. Now Kanye took his wide ass over to Italy to Venice on a tourist boat. It wasn't even private. I think there was two of the people on the boat. You was on some. Can't be the same 
And when he get on, he's going to leave your ass for a white girl, Kanye West, that we used to like with the backpacks that was so pro-black back then. Now you got this filthy-looking woman that's your mm-hmm. wife, never wears a bra, always looks filthy. Ugh. How, how this lady caught a straight bullet in that closet? This lady, all she did was suck a little bit, ain't you? I, I don't suck. Well, it wasn't really, at least actually. two potatoes, right, Claudia? <laughs> Preferably three. Uh, but anyways, um, but here's my thing, though. You ain't, no one's ever going to say they saw <laughs> Right. <laughs> say, say this century, I mean, this decade. <laughs> I mean, there's no pictures, okay? So we're not going to be in a tourist attraction. We're not going to be overseas where I don't really know the laws. And we're, we're not going to go to jail for this moment either. And didn't this heifer just get in trouble for wearing a sheer bodysuit last week and then you follow up with our daylight? Leaving us people. He, I know this. He better say nothing else about his ex-wife. Child. Nothing else about his ex-wife. You're gonna get a check from this Kanye, and they just look so. Don't they look at they smell like milk? They just yeah. both look dirty now. Dirty. And then we leave from one troll to come to this troll. And he don't even look like a celebrity no more. He looks filthy. All right. Speaking of um, a rapper being banned, it seems like Fifty Cent should be banned from performing after he recently launched a microphone in the audience, which brutally injured a woman who was standing nearby. And the victim has now been identified as Power 106 radio host, Brianna Monaghan. What's your take on the story? She got tagged right in the forehead. Al, what do you think? This was just bad and it was unfortunate. But let me tell you something really funny. Claudia, you might know this already. I, I just moved to LA and it's so ironic that 50 cents threw a mic and hit the one black employee. She was black, right? That mm-hmm. works at Power 106. How ironic is that? Power 106 has been under fire for the past couple of years, chatter and protest because they are a hip hop and rap station, all, you know, for any lack of a better term, a black radio station, but no black people work there. They're all Latinos employed at that station. There's only one black person, which was this woman that got hit. How ironic is that? That's how it be in LA though. And all the black space, all the hip hop channels, they have all, they have, anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Cute. Oh, that's, that's, that's why in LA, you show me a bitch from LA, I'll show you a bitch I don't like. Um, <laughs> it's unfortunate, 50, this is very amateur. Um, you, you know, you're a walking, lawsuit, a walking subpoena. I don't know. Baby, I wouldn't have threw a tic-tac in that damn audience because you knew you were going to end up being sued. Um, Al Claudia, really quickly before we go to commercial, um, he didn't hit her on purpose, did he? Her specifically? Allegedly. No, specifically. Yeah, yeah. right. It looked like he was like stressed out. He was mad about the mic. Not oh, even okay. Clean, and but, he but threw but it and it hit someone. Yeah. 50, you're a veteran and 50. You are a brilliant businessman. So for you to do this is like, I know you was oh, mad. Yeah. Like, but listen, no. Claudia, let me tell you something. That's a blessing in disguise because she finna get paid. So, girl, a little bit of cocoa butter, uh, get that scar out of good plastic surgeon and get your money, honey. And let me tell you about radio in L.A. Back in the late 90s when it was L.A., New York, going back and forth with number one, number, one, number two market, those radio hosts used to get paid seven figures. And with the Internet and all that, it has gone down to low six figures so I, Funky, I think you're right. This is a blessing in disguise. This is gonna pay her very well, very well. I'll take it. They can hire right? me. I'm African American. 
Uh, 50 Cent is now he's a suspect in a criminal felony battery report. So it's, it's, it's she, she going through with this thing. All right, y'all. Uh, a woman was tossed into another dimension during an altercation at a football game. Take the Think about it. We will be back. We'll be back right after this. All right, y'all. We having so much fun being back. The time has gone by so fast. I know it's going back fast for y'all too. All right, a woman was tossed into another dimension during an altercation at a football game, and it got really, really violent. Uh, Fellas, what are your thoughts on this? Listen, I ate this up. Y'all know I fight kids, and these are the type I fight. The little ball headed, loud, ghetto kind. These are the type of kids right here that I fight. I don't want the most unprotected group. No, 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 no. When you children like this, the only way they learn. It's like that, okay? And I'm glad that this woman taught her ass at that bleacher and not some other woman taught her ass with a gun, all right? These teenagers and these kids have grown. And here's the thing, that woman put up with that disrespect from that child much longer than I would have. She stood there on the phone. She looked like she did the adult thing, which was ignore it, try to de-escalate, ignore the girl. When that little girl turned around and stood on that thing and got in that woman's face, all gloves were off at that at that point. And she lucky that woman didn't knock what little hair she had left on her scalp <laughs> out of her damn head. And I know she's got to have a gash the size of Minnesota in her head from going over them damn bleachers. That will teach her to stay out of grown people's face. Samira so said, don't start nothing, don't be nothing. Al, what do you think? What are your thoughts? I just feel like, listen, when a bully gets handled and dealt with, that fast, sweet revenge and karma, it just it just felt like it was supposed to happen. Even though there were a whole bunch of men sitting around watching this escalate and didn't have anything to say. Well, it was two women, so why would the men get involved? Well, I feel like once uh, you- Stay out of women's business. <laughs> stay out of women's business. They probably helped that girl get up off that ground, though, because that she clearly got hurt in some way. I don't Sometimes. know if I'd have pushed someone backwards like that because you would crack their skull, but I would have probably mushed someone. And here's my thing. It's not a protect black woman thing when it's someone agitating someone else like that. That's a, that's, that's, that's karma. That's dealing with your karma. When yeah. you just mind your business, you're getting attacked. That's something else. She was clearly not minding her business. I wouldn't push her back because I'll get a lawsuit, but I probably would. I definitely would have mushed her. I wonder what the little girl mama is thinking when she watched this. Did she think that's what you I don't think she was did? a little girl, Q. I don't know why you keep saying she's a little girl. I didn't view her as a little girl. I saw, I viewed her as a young lady who was skinny. I didn't view her as a little child. No, okay. that, pony, that ponytail was so stingy. It was given 10th grade. <laughs> Let's see, production, you got a picture? We don't got time, man. We don't got time. I just oh. think her hair wasn't healthy. We gonna, we, you know, listen, this ain't my updates. We'll get to it tomorrow. I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining and having fun and being, joining us back and bringing the show back to life today. 
Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Crockett's Corner, and we'll see y'all back right here tomorrow. Bye, fellas, and welcome back. All right, see you later, soulmates. Nice soulmates. Welcome back.